You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everybody. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm super excited to have with us today Laura Bean. She has such a remarkable kind of juxtaposition, all-encompassing package of, of who she is in the world. Um, I, I think you're in for a really, really solid treat today. So she works with, with spirit guides, and we're going to be talking a lot about that today. Um, and, and I love how she refers to them as helping spirits and, and the shamanic journey. But what's so amazing about her is this concept of she's a member of both the National Association of Social Workers and the Foundation for Shamanic Studies. So let that sink in for just a second. You know, I know with the superpower community, we like to attract those folks who are threading together seemingly juxtaposed worlds. And, and Laura is absolutely um, an, an aspect and an embodiment of that. And so, and, and, and throughout the, the course of the conversation, I'll get into how I came to, to know Laura, um, which is a pretty fun story. But without further ado, please join me in welcoming Laura Bean to the show. Welcome, Laura. Hi, good morning. Um, good morning to your audience. And thank you so much for inviting me here today. Oh, absolutely. And so you have a, you have a practice that you use when you, when you get started doing something. Do you want to share that with the listeners? Yes, absolutely. So I want to start out the session today by taking a moment to rattle and invite my helping spirits into um, the program with us. So you'll hear my rattle and you can just uh, rest and relax and be open. It just takes a minute or two. Okay. Good morning. So mm. since we're on audio and um, you can't see what I'm doing while I'm rattling, I'll just tell you a little bit about that process. Um, I, I rattle with my right hand and my left hand is on my heart center, my heart chakra in the middle of my chest. And I'm just um, paying attention to uh, the energy that boils or percolates up in, in the middle of my heart center and then both of my feet are on the ground and I think of opening the chakras in my in my feet and letting the the ground energy come up through my body mm, beautiful and then and then what was the whistling uh, it's another method I use for calling um, my helping spirits uh, the whistle is a gift they gave me um, before I started doing this work I couldn't whistle I didn't know how to whistle and during um, the process of my initiation, they taught me how to whistle and um, 
told me that uh, they would give me a whistle in the moment if a whistle was appropriate. <laughs> mm, perfect. Well, it certainly got my dog's attention. So she does most of, <laughs> Mine my, too. most of my work with me. And so, so she's sitting there and I even have on a headset and she's like, and she gives me that look like what's happening, you know, it was so and she went perfectly still and just stared off. So, Aww. so that was beautiful. Um, so I usually ask people, you know, what are your superpowers? I think we just got a demonstration of some of yours. Do you want to add to that with actual words? Only to say that since um, I have met you and we've begun this uh, conversation about superpowers, um, this has been such a provocative question for me. I love it. Oh, we lost you. Did you get oh. muted? There oh, you go. I'm here. I'm here. I'm just wondering <laughs> if I should say more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm like, and there she goes. <laughs> well, it happens sometimes on our show because we have so many highly gifted people. Sometimes telepathy takes over and then we have to remind folks that we, we actually have to use words. Use words. Um, no, I love, I love what you're saying. And, and it's so affirming because when I was given the information about superpowers and kind of guided in that direction, um, really kind of smacked upside the head, right? Um, <laughs> the, it was because of that response, uh, because of the um, provocativeness of the, the, the question and, and how people respond to it. What was your experience with that? It was... Um... Well, I really felt like I had two minds about this concept of superpowers or gifts, you know, and um, one mind was, um, here are my, my gifts, and I, you know, claim these, which are, you know, being able to work with helping spirits to benefit others, and um, I've had a few really special people in my life that feel like um, superpowers, you know, like, like really important allies. And um, then there's this other side where it's, I feel like, well, there's nothing super about this. These are simply gifts that we all have. And, um, you know, I've uh, taken some time to, um, to hone my skills and develop my gifts, but they're not, you know, I believe that everybody has helping spirits and everybody's able to access those helping spirits and, and use um, those relationships for good in the world. So it's that, it's that having two minds about it and really this ambivalence in between, yes, I'm gifted, here are my gifts, and no, I'm not gifted. I'm just, just like everybody else, and we all have these gifts. Mm, I, it's so perfect. I tell people it's the most humbling and most powerful existence I've ever had. Um, and it's in what you're describing in my words, the way I describe that to folks is, you know, the, the mastering your personal power versus moving into really using your superpowers kind of journey. We break that journey down into those two parts exactly, which is as we're climbing up our mountain, you know, we're mastering the personal power concept and, and our own journey. Um, it's, you know, that's when we tend to awaken to, oh my gosh, I can be a healer and I can talk mm -hmm. to spirits or I can do all these things. And it, and it is very much the way you described it. Um, you know, it, it's like coming into awareness that we have the gifts and that we're special and that we have a mission and that all this stuff. And then, and then at a certain point in the journey, the conversation evolves into, again, what we call using your superpowers, which usually really only come online with, in a big kind of um, 
continuous, all-encompassing way where, where you start to experience the world like you described, where actually we all have these gifts and we're all special and we, we move into the concepts of oneness and, um, and, 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 and connectedness. And, um, and that, that's when you really, in my opinion, use your gifts to create the miraculous only when you've committed to using them for good, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, with great right. power comes great responsibility, you know, and, and it's, but it, it, it's usually after people have summited that personal power kind of journey, that hero's journey, and they're ready to now move into the world and do the work in collaboration, in connection. Um, and so we really operate off of the concept that, you know, the Avengers exist for a reason, you know, each of the, each of the superheroes is powerful unto themselves. Um, but the real power comes when we choose to come together and, um, and do things together and connect. Um, and so I love that, that you had that experience with it and that you identify that because I think both are true. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we, you know, at least in the superpower kind of curriculum, we, we separate those two from the perspective of um, like aspects of the same journey, just kind of different chapters. Yeah. So I well love that you had that. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I've, I've, I've had to kind of come to all of that because it didn't make any sense in the beginning. <laughs> um, and, and so, so let's talk a little bit about this concept of spirit guides and how, how did you first start? I mean, maybe you've always known, um, when did you first start opening up to communing with spirit guides? I didn't um, start doing that consciously until I was um, well, like into my late 30s. I did, however, have some moments as a child where um, I felt connected. Uh, I had imaginary friends and um, I had some uh, moments of uh, disembodiment where I felt like I was a part of me, not all of me, but a part of me was sort of leaving my body and looking um, at a situation from sort of a witnessing standpoint. Mm. So I didn't start consciously uh, working with the idea of helping spirits and trying to make connections and build relationships with them until much later in life. But now as I look back, yeah, there were some seeds. Mm, beautiful. And, and I told you all I would share with you, you know, how Laura and I came to be connected. And it was it was one of those just kind of natural progression of things. I'd followed a rabbit hole. Um, I was working on an article uh, on energetic en- enmeshment. And, um, and the words just came to me as, as kind of most things do. And I'm like, well, I wonder what that really means. Like, I knew what it meant conceptually for me in the article, but it was like, I wonder if that's like an actual thing. You know, I, I have, a, I'm pretty ignorant, naive in a lot of areas. And so, so it's like, well, I'll go check. So of course I go to, to my source of all things, Google, and I, I searched energetic enmeshment and I followed a rabbit hole that led me to um, Laura's website. And I was like, oh, here's somebody who actually claims those words, like uses them like they're real in this physical, in this, you know, material existence. And so, of course, you know, we reached out to her and, um, and then Laura and I had a dialogue and it was just one of those things where it's like, I don't know, like energetic enmeshment led me to you. I don't know why, I don't know how, you know, and, it, and, it, and it's kind of the natural state of things anymore in my existence. But, it, but I, I like to share those stories because a lot of times we ignore that, right? So I could easily at any stage, one, I could have discredited Google as a source of information, which, you know, sometimes my due diligence counter intel mind 
uh, likes to tell me I'm crazy because of some of the rabbit holes I go down. But um, but I followed the you know intuitive nudgings, and then I allowed myself to take action on the hit to just connect. Mm-hmm. And at that stage in the game, you know, Laura took over, and and she too had to had to take it, take a chance. And, you know, I'll let you share your experience with that here in a second, but, but all along the way, it was just trust and checking in and, and not, not like naively, ignorantly kind of following, fumbling around. I, I, I threw those words around, but, but I'm, but I'm going to pull those back in now because it's, it is um, an innocence, uh, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a guiding and an innocence and a trust. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, versus uh, just not knowing. I, I knew all along what was what was going to transpire. I wasn't consciously aware the whole time. Um, but but it but it was a beautiful unfoldment. So if you want to share, you know, what your side of that experience was, sure. Yeah. So my side of that experience was I received an email from Tonya, and um, like you know all of us i receive a lot of emails every day uh, a lot of them are spam <laughs> they're not even like a a real person connecting behind the <laughs> text right um but tonya's email was in my inbox and i read it and there was just an opening there something in me said yes and mm. um it happened before any sort of thinking or planning or any any of that um so i said yes and um, we connected and it was simple. It was very, yeah, very pure. <laughs> it, and it just worked, right? Yeah, so I love worked. to share those stories because I think part of my responsibility here, what I've taken on is, is showing what this looks like in real life. Mm-hmm. I keep, I keep threatening to do like a reality show, like this is enlightenment. Like it's, it's, it's not what it, like it's here. It's here. And I use things like Google and I use mm-hmm. things like email and I write art, like, like, but, but it's enmeshed. So that, you know, you talk about energetic mm. enmeshment, but it, it, it's all together. And so that's what I refer to when I talk about the embodiment of it. Like, like we have a lot of folks running around now through collective consciousness and their own kind of journeys that, that get it, you know, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. And it's like, that's great. But are you living it? Like, are you mm-hmm. being it? And, um, you know, a lot of people are so focused on staying in that wanting to understand, um, but that's a trap. You know, so if I had stopped at any step along that journey and said, well, I don't, you know, what does this mean? And what's my purpose? And why am I doing this? And what am I going to get out of her? What am I going to try to sell her? Or what am I going to, what am I going to, you know, what, mm-hmm. what can she offer me? And, and it's like, you just never know. Um, and so I like to model that for folks. And I, and I appreciate you playing that little game with me so that we can show, like, it, it takes two people. Like, there's a, there, there's magic in the space between us. And mm-hmm. when you're willing to step into that space with someone else and say, I don't know what this looks like, but sure, you know, I'm sure I see an aspect of myself in you. I'm willing to connect to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's beautiful, you know, yeah. and, and then here we are. Yeah. And I would say it was empowered rather than enmeshed. You, mm. you know, you were empowered, your light was on. And from that space, you were just very um, able to clearly navigate um, the next right step. Mm, I love that. That's beautiful. So let's let's share a little bit about your experience with um, with spirit guides. With what, what like what's one of your maybe more out there crazier experiences in that? <laughs> well, the um, I have so so many to share. I mean, they, and they've become so mundane for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
at, at the uh, most um, out there level, my helping spirits are really good at picking stocks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's part oh, of my- I love it. I know, it's part of my personal practice. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, it's not part of anything I offer professionally, and it's rare when it happens. You know, every few years or so, uh, I will be checking in with them, and they will give me a hit on something. And, you know, I don't have the rest of that skill set to, to really be able to materialize it, but I kind of watch what they've chosen. And I'm always like, gosh, you guys, you're so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Have it, and have they? Have you asked, or have they told you why they're showing that to you? You know, I haven't. That's a that's a really um, good question. Uh, I think I ought to do that now that you've said it. But no, I I haven't even asked. It's just something I've sort of played with. Very cool. That's awesome. <laughs> That's <laughs> perfect. And and so, how do you work with the guides when working with clients? Do you are they your guides who come through? Do their guides come through? How does that work? Well, it's both really. Um, so in the beginning, when I start working with a new client, we rely on my helping spirits. And as um, our relationship uh, becomes um, more intimate, we build a strong foundation, um, the helping spirits indicate that it's appropriate, we start journeying for um, that client's helping spirits and they could be in the form of deities or power animals um, you know many ways elements many ways that um, the unseen world shows up to help us mm. very cool is there is there something specific that they want to share on the show I have a lot of entities that come through and, and actually want to be heard or they have a message or whatever it seems like the word is out in the ether that they can talk here. Um, is mm -hmm. there anything specific that they that they want to share? I'd like to um, you, I'd like to invite everyone, yes, <laughs> embodied absolutely. or not, to share. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, well, my helping spirits were very um, excited about the opportunity to talk about energetic enmeshment, um, and one of the things while working with them um, on you know, developing some ideas around energetic enmeshment, you know, one of the things that they were very clear about is energetic enmeshment is one of our biggest problems. It's mm. one of those habits that gets in the way of, of us being fully energized. Awesome. Well, let's, let's talk, actually, I'm going to take a quick break. Okay. And then when we come back, let's totally delve into that because that's how, you know, you and I connected. And I think that they're, Obviously, not that they need my affirmation, but they're spot on with that. Um, and I see it a lot in, in our practice as well. So um, everybody hold tight. We're here with Laura Bean. We're talking about spirit guides. Um, and we're going to come back and talk about energetic enmeshment and how um, it's a huge hindrance and, and, and obstacle and what you can do about that. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay, well, we're back at the Superpower Up podcast and we're with Laura Bean talking about spirit guides and specifically energetic enmeshment. And so they have some information they want to share about that. Um, Go ahead, Laura, take it away. Sure. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before, actually, I do have a question. Are they, so, so you're, you're helping guides, the spirit guides that, that you talk with, um, do they go by a specific name or a group name or how can we refer to them? Um, I refer to them collectively as my helping spirits and I think that's a perfect way for you to refer to them. There's um, several that I, I work with, so I just call perfect. them my helping spirits, yeah. Awesome. Very cool. All right, go ahead. Energetic enmeshment. Sure. So energetic enmeshment is, and everybody has probably experienced this, um, you know, I've got my energy body, you've got your energy body, and person C out there has their energy body. And energetic enmeshment is when um, I'm sending out tendrils and tentacles and cords and um, you or a person C may also be doing that, and our energy bodies become entangled. Mm. Okay, I'm I'm playing with that concept. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yes, that's because I'm thinking about when it, when the term came to me. That's what I was experiencing, and I was experiencing that um, getting pulled by that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tentacles and tendrils. Um, learning to send those out is something we do when we're very young. Um, and it's how we sort of get <laughs> to use your verbiage, Tonya, it's how we get Intel on a situation. So we, <laughs> we send out our tendrils and they're feeding us back information, uh, continuously mm. about the environment we're in and whether or not we're safe and, you know, who's doing what in, in the environment. So I'm wearing that against um, this concept that I have um, around um, like synergy. And so, so, so some of the concepts that I work with is recognizing that in the space between us exists this, um, this energy. And, and if we like a relationship, so I'll take our marriage, for example, my, my husband and I, mm-hmm. and, and the experience that I've had with that is that we come together and then the, the marriage becomes its own kind of entity and, and the marriage in between us as it's grown and matured, actually um, my experience of that has been really fascinating because it takes on kind of a life of its own. And so you have these whole individuals, but then you have another whole kind of entity in between, which, mm-hmm. which is the relationship. And so I want to, I want to kind of throw that out to you and say, okay, how do we distinguish between what you're talking about? Because there, there is obviously some enmeshment that occurs in that space. And what I've noticed is, is, is our, our job to make sure that that 
is able to evolve at higher levels and higher frequencies as opposed to getting crafted within those enmeshment concepts you're talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that resonate? It does. So the difference between enmeshment and synergy is when we're in synergy, we are plugged into our own power source and we are working from a fullness within. Mm, I love that. When we're in enmeshment, we are plugged into the other person or you know, being, whatever that is. We are plugged into that other person and we are attempting to energize ourselves from that other person's system. Um, number one, it can't be done because that energy is not native to our own system. So we can't actually metabolize it. Um, and, and number two, it happens when we're not already filled with our own energy, or our own light. That's so perfect. And, and one of the concepts that um, I talk about, I, I have an article out through Thrive Global called, Do You Suffer from Premature Collaboration? And, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's based on exactly what you're talking about, although it's seemingly not, but it, but it really is mm-hmm. from this like, place that people, if people go into partnership, collaboration, relationships, whatever they are, and they aren't full or they don't have a mechanism for that, or they're not reaching toward that, or at least aware that that's a, com- a concept, um, then they use the relationship or whatever it might be to um, define themselves or to empower mm-hmm. themselves or whatever the case may be. And mm-hmm. it becomes competitive and toxic and all kinds of stuff. And I see it over and over and over again in parenting and partnership and collaboration in so many areas. But ultimately, it's just what you're talking about. It's like we are whole entities unto ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that part of the journey, like we talked about earlier in the call, like the, the, that um, personal power journey, that walking up your own mountain is, the, is super crucial as the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people try to skip that step. Like, it's not fun. Like, like, it's not, like there's a lot of pieces of that that are painful, you know, it mm-hmm. kind of suck and, you know, but you do it anyway, because, because without that foundation, if you try to skip that step then you move into seeking wholeness through other people. And I love what you said about you, you can't do it. Like it's not native. It's not intrinsic to who you yeah. are. It's like, it's like, it's like taking, you have two puzzles and trying to take the puzzle piece from one and plug it into the other. It's not going to work. It doesn't work. Yeah. And it just creates a lot of confusion and hurt feelings. And, um, and so, so that's beautiful language. So what, what can we do about this? Um, From a shamanic perspective, um, we are always working on removing what isn't us and restoring what is us. So when we've got a cord or a tendril into another person, um, what's going on there is there's some unconscious need. Um, so the first thing we can do is identify what is that need and what are we unconsciously doing to get that need met and bring it into the light. Um, so how can we consciously get our needs met? The second part is, um, you know, I would say that's kind of psychological. The second part is spiritual. And it's about um, restoring what is us. So when we, we remove what isn't us, there's a vacancy there. And um, energy loves a vacancy. So we really want to bring in what is us. That could be um, the light of our helping spirits. It could be uh, soul parts that we've lost along the way, restoring those soul parts to bring 
us into a new sense of wholeness. Um, it could be, you know, connecting with uh, divinity in whatever form that takes. Mm, I love what you're saying. I, I had that experience. Um, I, the, the, the verbiage and the concepts that you're using are, are really perfect. Um, I saw it as this void, you know, like, like you kind of yank that out and then there's like this big hole and the guidance I was given was just fill it with like this golden light. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was like a real visual kind of thing for me to do, but it helped lead me to exactly what you're talking about, which is, um, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm I'm trying not to like step on any kind of modalities and stuff, but, (laughs) but, but what I've seen practiced is, you know, the healing piece is like, okay, let's just get that out of there. But it's like, that void will fill up again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it has to have something like in order to create true change, you have to fill it with something other than what will naturally go in there because, because right. it's, um, we're so programmed. I mean, a lot of us yes. have decades of program behaviors, you know, yes. and, and patterns that we, we fall back into. And so, um, so I really like that you add on all that, that component and folks, I'll tell you, I didn't see that at first. Like, um, I was busily going about, you know, doing my work and everything else. And, and I don't do a lot of the energy or healing work, but, but within superpower experts, we have experts that do that. And I started to see like building the, the network, the membership base was like a really cool, um, Petri dish, if you will, a very, very cool microcosm to observe behaviors. And what I saw was over time, like it's easy in the moment, like the person feels relieved and like, Oh, that feels so much better. I feel so great. But then I watched and weeks later, sometimes hours later, whatever, we saw the behavior come back and it's like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this not lasting? And, and I'm, I'm always on a quest to, to improve systems and processes. And so it's like, well, what do we need to do differently? And that's when I was gifted with that information that we weren't creating something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so creating a new concert, you know, whatever verbiage you want to give it. Um, what Laura's talking about is a really key component, and I see a lot of folks not doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they don't know. You know, maybe, maybe I don't know. Like, I wasn't trained as a healer or a energy worker. I, I, I don't I haven't done any of that stuff. So maybe it's not being talked about there. I, I don't. I don't know. What What is your take on that? My experience is that healing is a partnership between the client, the practitioner, and the helping spirits. And a lot of times, uh, I think clients come to healing with this preconception that um, the practitioner and the helping spirits are going to do all of the work. And um, it actually, like that piece with energetic enmeshment, that piece about um, figuring out what unconscious needs we're trying to get met and then going and finding a healthy, transparent way to get those needs met, like that is really um, something the client really has to take into to their daily life going forward um, to kind of maintain that behavior change. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, it's so much nicer to think that everyone's going to do it for you. <laughs> oh, gosh, I would love that. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, it's so funny. I, it, that's such a common thread through most of my interviews. It's, it's like everybody on the other side of this is like, dude, it's a journey. Like, you, you got to be willing to do the work. And, and that phrase is way overused, but it, it's, it's a discipline. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and people ask me, they're like, well, how long is this going to take? And how, you know, right. you're saying it's so hard. And I'm like, I never said it was hard. Making the decision to do the work is the challenge. That's mm-hmm. the hardest part. Doing the work is a discipline. Mm-hmm. It's not difficult work. It's just having the discipline to do it. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, it's no different than if you want to master anything. And mm-hmm. to me, it, it's, it, 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 it just, it got to the point to where nothing else was going to be acceptable. You know, somebody asked me, they're like, well, how do you, how do you do it? Like I was doing a talk and this woman goes, well, okay, I get all of this, but like sometimes people cut you off in traffic and you just want to flip them off. I'm like, sure. Of course, sometimes you want to do that. She goes, well, when do you get to the place where you don't want to do that anymore? I'm like, well, when you decide that what you're getting from Mm -hmm. that reaction isn't acceptable anymore. And I said, you're not going to change until you've gotten to the place where it's just too painful to stay there. Right. Like, I, and I don't know how to, you know, I could try to stimulate that within you, like, I, or simulate it. Maybe we could come up with some sort of a, a, a game we could all play. But, but, it's, but ultimately, it's, it's just a very personal decision. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, and, and I, we can demonstrate it to you. We can show you, we can tell you something lies beyond. We can even tell you that it, you're going to survive it and it's safe and you, you can take that leap. Um, but ultimately I love what you said that it, it is a partnership. It's a commitment and, and, a, and a, a synergy of intention. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the discipline that follows. And then that is a, that is a big part of what the net stands for is to affirm that for people, hold people accountable to it and to give them the resources to do it when it, when it's ready, yeah. when they're ready and it's time. Um, so that's, that's awesome. Um, we're, we're about to wrap up here. What, is there anything else that you or your helping spirits would like to add into this conversation? Well, I'm just really glad. Uh, two things. One, um, you mentioned discipline. And I think that discipline is one of those, those qualities we were talking about at the beginning of the conversation, where it just kind of starts out as a seed. And um, through practice, it can become a, a superpower. Uh, so I wanted to mention that about discipline, um, you know, not to be discouraged if, if you feel like you don't have a whole lot of discipline, like that is something that we can develop. And the other thing you mentioned is intention and energy follows intention. So if we set our intention, um, very clearly, it will manifest. It might not look exactly what we thought it was going to look like, but the energy will manifest. Mm, I love that energy follows intention and it's, mm-hmm. and that's the discipline, right? The discipline yep. is to choose the intention. Exactly. Um, I think a lot of times we want to jump to manipulating the energy and it's like, you may have some brief moments of success with that, but I, I tell people all the time, like your superpowers will not come online. Um, as I mentioned earlier with any degree of reliability or usability or consistency until you've kind of made that leap. And it, and it, and it's a surrender of sorts. It, it truly is choosing um, God source, you know, Holy spirit, mm-hmm. whatever verbiage you want to use. It's choosing that above all else. And it's, it's, it's choosing the highest aspect of you of where you connect with all of that um, over the immediate wants, desires, needs of um, the ego, you know, and, and that's, that's the game. Um, and you know, really, and then, and then everything really does actually very naturally flow from that place, but it's like, it's hard to convince people of that until they've had experiences with it. Um, and that you can duplicate that and replicate that over and over and over again. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so very cool. I know our listeners are going to want to find out more about you. Where can we send them? My website is called laurabean.com and bean is spelled with two N's. So it's L-A-U-R-A-B-E-A-N-N.com. Perfect. Well, I'm really excited to share you with our listeners and I love everything that you're doing in the world. And I love the fact that you, um, you know, you're able to bring those concepts into very practical application and, and usability and, and doing a lot of real, real good in the world. So, so we honor you for that work and we, and we thank you for it. Thank you, Tonya. I really appreciate it. Mm, absolutely. And thanks to your helping spirits as well mm-hmm. for joining us on the call and coming in and um, sharing their message and know that this is an open venue. If they have more information they want to share in the future, we're happy to extend that as well. Great. I look forward to speaking with you again. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, as did I. And to all of you out there, as always, we, we appreciate your loyalty. We certainly don't take that lightly. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.